The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's, Fisherman's Warehouse, Warehouse Megastores Mega in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday morning, February 18th already. I hope you remembered Valentine's Day last week, or you're really up a creek today. We've got a great show scheduled for you today, and I got to tell you, the weather is looking beautiful for you. Got a few clouds this week. Yeah, we can deal with those temperatures are kind of moderate possibilities, remote possibility of a little bit of rain coming Thursday. But boy, the following week, you got temperatures in the 72 degrees and about four or five days of sun. I suggest you load that boat, get everything ready to go and get out there and start playing in the outdoors. Too many opportunities are going to be opening up here soon, and we're going to talk about a lot of them today. Great sturgeon fishing going on right now, and it'll only get better. Striper action is already picking up, and it's just going to go crazy. We're going to check in in just a minute with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures, talking Delta sturgeon. We're going to hook up with new sea angler, Captain Rick Powers, out of Bodega Bay, and find out even more about what's going on. I've got some tips for you about Saving some money, saving some gas, and fishing close to home with some great opportunities around here. And we've got Nate Kelsch live in the studio with Big Nate's Guide Service. Comanche, Amador, and Blake Berryessa is what we're going to be covering. Techniques, locations, all kinds of good stuff to make you a better angler. And don't forget, parties open now, too. Speaking of great places to go, heavy stocking program out there is really going to get it moving. Alan Fong hooks up with us, and I'm going to ask him a question about sweaty palms. Yeah, you'll hear all about it here in a few minutes. And Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com has got our Saltwater and Golden State Salmon Association update, as well as some salmon information. J.D. Ritchie, that's right, the guy that lives at Tahoe now, is back to talk to you about striper techniques for early season fishing. You know, live bait drifting, trolling, tossing baits, jigging, all the different techniques that you can use to get into those big fish. Randy Pringle's got our pro fishing tip of the week this year from Pure Fishing. Kent Brown's going to join me live from the San Diego Boat Show. And Captain Ricky Acosta is out chasing Delta Sturgeon. We'll check in with him. And, of course, the editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, will be hooking up with us, too. Well, let's waste no time. Let's head to the Delta, and let's climb on board with Gate Crasher Fishing, Captain Zach Medinas this morning. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. How are you? If I got any better, I'd be in the studio doing a radio show right now. You're supposed to laugh right there, Zach. Yeah. Okay, good Good uh, laugh. You, you broke up on me a little bit. I, I got you now. <laughs> Zach, what's going on with the bite out there? What kind of action are you guys experiencing this week? Well, it's just like you said, you know, it looks like uh, spring is spring, sprung, whatever, a little bit early. Uh, the, the hills are green, the blossoms are in the trees. And as you said, I mean, it's beautiful weather out there. And the fishing's not bad. We're getting some really nice uh, slot size sturgeon. You know, I haven't seen a lot of the really big fish up yet, but they'll be coming soon. Well, I don't think there's any doubt in that. They're roaming someplace. They're probably enjoying a lot more of the. Uh water the salt water encroachment being pushed out of their delta they might be uh, relocating do they need will they relocate on situations like that where the salinity changes a lot well uh, the big push is going to happen in spring and that has more to do with uh, 
breeding. So they'll be running up the river. A lot of them, I think, have already kind of ran up there with that big push at fresh water. And uh, more are just going to keep coming. So that's a, it's a time of year we look forward um, out of any other time of year. You look at all those big bays and uh, all that big mass of water. It's got to go through a little funnel. And so right there in the Martinez-Pittsburgh area, we can't wait. How's the moon phase doing for you this week? And what is the best moon phase for getting out there and getting into fish? You know, I've, I look at more tides. You know, it's more of a tidal thing for us with sturgeon. You know, they uh, they chomp day and night. And I'll tell you something I thought was interesting. I asked a uh, caviar farm, a local caviar farm that has babies that are uh, all from wild-caught parents. And I asked him, do you change your feeding schedule at all during the winter? And he said, well, black bass and catfish, they really shut it down. He said, white sturgeon, they munch all the way through it. So, Really? That's a heck of a thing to know. I guess because of the simple size of their bodies, they require all that energy. Yeah, I don't know. Just I think it's just who they are, you know. <laughs> Zach, is it a, is it a, dinosaurs? Is it deep water now or shallow water situations? You know, if you can get out of the weeds, which usually means uh, shallowing up a little bit, if you have a fast fish hide, um, that's a good thing to do. A lot of the fish seem like they are being caught though in around uh, thirty-five, uh, twenty-five to maybe thirty-five feet of water. And top offerings are still probably eel as well as the salmon row. Yeah, I think for for most of us that um, that fish for a living, you know, it's uh, we, we support the bait shops in our own way, but we need to have things that are right there in our freezers that we can run out and meet our clients with, and not to rely on somebody else. So, yeah, it seems like eel and uh, eggs; those are the two easiest things to use, and and they work very well. A lot of guys, you know, in the old days, we wouldn't even thought of using stuff like that. We were out there putting ghost shrimp, grass shrimp everything in the world on one hook like it's a smorgasbord that worked but boy it was sure elementary wasn't it yeah you know and it's funny i i talked to a guy named dean work and he's up there in the fraser river and i asked him a lot of guys think oh you know we don't catch a lot of big fish because we don't use those big bait techniques fishing whole shad and that kind of thing he told me no he said we use little pieces of lamprey eel little little uh quarter size uh balls of uh salmon row and they catch monsters well, it, you know, sometimes it's just that little piece of bait. It's that little scent moving through the water. And I know the way you lay out your spread. How, what are you covering when you've got the spread all the way out? 150 feet across the back of the boat probably or more? Yeah, we're covering quite a bit, you know. And it kind of reminds me of being a kid and playing football and kickoff return. Everybody stays in their lane and you cover the whole field <laughs> instead of just the middle. Nothing can get around you. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, Zach, you had one of the best teachers when it comes to sturgeon fishing. And that was our good friend Rich Tipton with Lucky Strike Fishing. What kind of uh, tips, techniques, and uh, advice did he give you along the way in edu- your education into sturgeon? I think the biggest thing that Rich gave me um, was just to always look for connecting with the outdoors. You know, it wasn't about how many fish he caught, though he caught a lot. We'd often hit spot after spot and catch two or three fish and leave them biting. And at the end of the day, maybe we we dropped the anchor five times, and he'd look at me and say, we caught fish just about everywhere we went, didn't we? And I'd say, yeah, we did, you know. And, and that was it for him. He just wanted to feel like he literally had his hand on the pulse of the river when he that's, got off the water. That's yeah. exactly my thought, like his hands in the water all the time, knowing what's going on, reading the water, reading the fish's activities. You know, he he had this big, beautiful boat out there. And whenever he came up, one of the things that I always noticed with him is he was always wanting to share with everybody, too. He wanted to make them better at it, to get them, I don't know, you want to get out of this shallow water, you want to move over here about 50 feet, it'll make a big difference. He's always giving great advice to folks. And somehow I think that got passed on to you, too. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I can remember uh, wrapping up our day and him stopping by boats and some of the younger captains that aren't so young now, he'd come by and say hello to him, might even give him his leftover bait, and they'd tell the clients, he said, you know, you're out there fishing with a very good captain, and he's always very complimentary. Yes, he was one of the guys, and he uh, was a true leader in the sturgeon field when we have him out there. There's there's guys like that. I intend to talk a little bit about Claude Davis from Berryessa today a little bit if I have time, too. And he was kind of like Rich Tipton was to you. He was like that to me on Lake Berryessa. And these are the people that pass on the knowledge and some of the history of the lake, just like Rich did with you. And it allows you to pass it on to your clients and your friends and everybody else that comes out on the boat. He was a great guy and really did a wonderful job in promoting sturgeon fishing throughout Northern California. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, guys like us, I hate to say it, we're not really ones to uh, sit down at a desk in our old age and write everything down in a book. But we do pass it on in our own way. And, and, you know, I hope whoever learns from me becomes a much better angler than I am. And it just keeps growing from there. Well, it's, it's a great technique to pass on that learning and the entire experience of everything. The best part about the whole thing is you're out there having fun and doing it, enjoying all the activities going on. Now, you've got a unique situation out there with Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. You've got a co-captain on board with you all the time, Virginia Salvador. Now, I know she's a little laid up today, and, but, and not on board the boat. But what a great feeling it must be to have a woman out there with you that is an accomplished angler at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, she, uh, I can trust her. You know, a big thing about, you know, if you're working with somebody, you got to be able to trust in them and, and in their abilities. And, you know, we get a lot of times people that have never even, not only not fished for surgeon before, haven't fished at all, and, you know, she's teaching them how to do everything on the back deck, and not one of those rods ever twitches without her putting the hook down, <laughs> whatever's on the other end. She's, she's as fast as a cat, man. She's a lot faster than I am. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, she's one of those people, like I said, that, you know, one day when uh, I wrap it up, or hopefully much, you know, even before that, she's going to be a lot better than I am. She's a, she's a very good angler. Well, she's certainly better looking than you are. There's no question about that. <laughs> you know, Having a having a captain's license is one thing, and she's got her captain's license, but she's also a full-time employee elsewhere. So she's a busy young lady out there, and you really are gifted to have somebody like that on board with you to call a deckhand. Nothing like a co-captain and experienced angler there with you. Yeah, you know, she, she uh, always talks about, you know, she's got this many more years to retirement before she can uh, run a boat full-time, but... You know, I still, Seth, I still want to see if we can get her working for California Department of Fish and Wildlife because those are the kind of people, you know, she has a science background, and those are the kind of people we need as outdoorsmen, hunters, and fishers uh, managing our fishery. I think we just have to innately understand it a little better than uh, not knowing these things. You well, know? Uh, you know, she's got it all. She's got the degree in biology and fisheries and everything else, so why not? It sounds like a perfect mix for me. Hey, Zach, give them all the hookup information. They got to get out there with gate crashers and find out what a fun day on the water is catching sturgeon. Absolutely. You can get a hold of us at, hold of us at 925-497-7171, uh, gatecrasherfishing.com, also on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things in fishing, like Seb said. You know, you should always be trying to learn more. Um, it's about having time, good times with your buddies, but it's also about improving as an angler and you know, fish with all the different captains because we all do it a little bit different. I know I definitely do. And, um, 
I, I think we all have something different to offer the people that hop on our boats. Absolutely. That's why I got the whole crowd of you involved with this. We want to hear the entire spectrum of fishing out there and pass that on to our listeners, too. Captain Zach Medinas, give them the hookup one more time. Website and phone number. Sure. Give us a call, 925-497-7171. And our website is gatecrasherfishing.com. We'd love to get you out. Captain, have a great day on the water with your clients today. If you get some good hookups before the end of the show, give us a shout back. Let us know what's going on, my friend. Will do. Thanks for having me on the show. Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures. Delta Sturgeon's his target today. We'll check in with him later, hopefully. We'll be right back after this quick break. We're heading to Bodega Bay and hooking up with one of the most knowledgeable anglers on the salt, new sea angler Captain Rick Powers, right after this. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle head to dixon and check out ron duprat ford you'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers i know i sure do family owned and operated since 1956 it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales when it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got go to the best ron duprat ford and dixon the number one ford parts and service department in northern california it's where i go for all my needs Sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877 463 5436. Why would you buy any place else? Duckworth Boats. Hand built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the entire line of Duckworth boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards. The Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific.
Pacific Pro and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fish and Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Glad I put on my headphones so I know I was on the air now. Let's not waste any more time. Let's head to Bodega Bay, and let's climb on board the new Sea Angler. Well, I'll bet he's not putting that thing out today, but let's find out. Let's get a hold of the captain of the new Sea Angler and check out what's been going on up there this past week. Captain Rick Powers joins us live. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. I'm glad you're not heading out fishing today. It's 29 degrees in Vacaville this morning. What's it like over on the coast today? It's the same thing, Seth. I'll tell you, day after day, we've had a cold winter. It's... uh. It's been uh, very cold in the morning, but uh, the last few days it's been nice as the day goes on. Just a little bit too cold to paint, but uh, it's been good. That's good when it's too cold to do projects like that. (laughs) Well, we got a lot of them, that's for sure. This is the time of year when we're doing maintenance, painting, sanding, varnishing, doing all the things we do in the off-season. Yeah, rebuilding the bathrooms, replacing doors that have been torn off by people falling sideways in the boat. I know how it works. You got it. You yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. Kent we Brown. Do all that stuff. Kent, Kent Brown took the door right off the side of James Smith's boat, so it worked out ideal. <laughs> yeah. We we will never give Kent we'll never give him any slack over that one. Well, Rick, there's not much going on out there, but what is going on is pretty productive, isn't it, with the crabbing? Yeah, you know, anybody that wants to go out and, and get some crabs, uh that's that's not a hard thing right now. It seems to me that uh, everybody that's still doing it is uh, they're they're still getting limits of crabs. Uh, most of the most of the guys are using their traps now rather than rings. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know anybody that's still fishing the hoop rings. Uh, so it's been productive. Uh, all the guys that I know that are still going are still getting ten crab limits. Uh, they might not be quite as big as what we were catching a few months back, but. Uh, it's been productive. They're doing well. Well, with the commercial guys cut back to about 50% this year, they, everything really kind of panned out perfect for sport fishing, didn't it? You know, we had November and December was lights out, wide open, dungeness crabbing. Of course, we were using the rings. Um, excellent rock hotting. It couldn't have been any better. And uh, then the commercial guys got started. Their price was a little bit low, but the crabbing held up far better from what I could see, uh, after December, we were done, of course, but uh, the rock cod season closed. But it seems to me like the commercial guys, uh, uh, the crabbing has been far better this season than probably the last four or five when it comes to production. And next year looks even better. They're getting a lot of, a lot of crabs that are just under their mark, under the six-and-a-quarter uh, uh, legal limit for a commercial fisherman. And uh, I think next year is going to be wide open. I mean, it, uh, a lot of crabs this year all up and down the coast of California, uh, and next year looks even better. And this year was, I heard nothing about, what was it, demonic poison or demonic something or other in the in the crab? 
that didn't even right. exist this year. They had didn't have any warnings out on it. No, not up and down the coast of California. Now, Oregon had some issues with domoic uh, acid, but California was clean. So it was, or maybe it was Washington, but it was further north. We didn't have uh, any ports up and down uh, the coast of California that were impacted by domoic acid that I know of. Excellent, excellent. Well, I know everybody's looking forward to it, but it's still open. And when does Crab finally end up closing? Isn't it around June sometime? It's scheduled to close the end of June. Uh, as long as it's free from, you know, whales. Uh, if we have whales move in the spring, which sometimes happens, sometimes uh, they can shorten, you know, California Department of Fish and Wildlife can shorten the season. But uh, we're scheduled, actually, the rec-, rec season goes through the end of June. Well, you've got opportunities to continue going out for several more months. The crabbing is going to be there. It'll probably be a little bit slower as the season keeps grinding on, but they're always out there. They can drop their pots. They don't have to sit there and pull them up every few minutes. You can use the traps now, so it all works much better for you, and you can uh, visit your trap when you need to rather than on the 45 minutes or an hour, whatever the other one was, you had to check them all the time. That's very true, and you can even let them soak overnight. So, um I don't really think that the crabbing is going to slow down. With the amount of shorter crabs for the commercial guys and the amount of sport crabs available, I think anybody that wants to get them can probably head out and won't have a problem. It may slow down a bit, but it's been steady fishing since the commercial guys opened up. So it's been good, and I think it'll remain good. Well, Rick, there's a couple other very important things going on. Number one, all these salmon meetings that are being held, there's a lot of talk about what's going on, a lot of fear about what's going on. What have you heard? Because I know you're one of the active, involved guys in all of this. Well, we have that informational, the first first meeting of the season-setting process, which usually takes care and takes place in Santa Rosa, it's going to be on Zoom this year. It'll be March the 1st. So if anybody's interested in listening in and they want to find out a little bit more about the, the status of the stock and, and what came back up in the rivers, um, that is the meeting to listen in on. And if you have something you'd like to add at the end of the meeting, there's uh, time for public comment. So it's a very informative meeting. Uh, Fish and Wildlife has been uh, putting that out to the public for years. All the different user groups are there in force, and uh, we just have to see what happens, Sep. You know, I know the, the, the returns were lower than uh, years past, but we'll just have to see how it shakes down. Every year, it's a different scenario. Well, it's going to be quite a different scenario in another arena right now with the 300-foot deal that starts up, what, late May, I believe. You're going to be able to go out and fish areas that haven't been fished for over 20 years. That's absolutely right, Sep. We, those fish haven't seen hooks forever and they're going to be very aggressive uh we're getting out rail plates and extension handles and (laughs) heavier rods Uh, we got to put more you know we're going to probably use some of the stuff that we used years ago and we're going to use some new stuff too but uh i'm getting a lot of calls there's a lot of interest people are excited to get back out and fish deep it'll be a different game bodega bay is kind of known as a port where you don't have to run far to uh, get on some good rock cod, ling cod action. But we're going to be running a couple hours offshore, so uh, we'll be fishing deep water. I know it's going to produce well. It's going to be big fish and lots of them. But it'll be a different game because we're going to have longer runs. And weather could impact us. The one thing about the the opening, which uh, 
which takes place May the 15th, we start getting out there. We can't fish less than 300. So it's 300 feet and deeper, 300 feet uh, at the near point and then deeper. So you won't have the ability to fish shallow until July the 15th. But I'm getting a lot of calls. I'm booking uh, parties already, and uh, people are excited. Yeah, folks, don't miss this opportunity. It'll be good for probably the first month or so. Well, no, it'll be good forever because there's so many fish out there that have never seen anything. But you first groups that get out there are going to be the ones bragging about it and seeing some of the biggest fish. There's no doubt about that. These fish have sat there, grown, and never done anything except avoid getting eaten themselves and have been eating everything else they can fit into their mouths. So it's about time we got into them and saw a little action out there. And the Department of Fish and Wildlife finally reopening that to everybody out there, and they're going to have the opportunity to do it. Rick, give them all the information they need so they can get a hold of you and book trips on the new Sea Angler to get out there and share in that big event. Thanks for that, Seth. If somebody would like to get in touch with us here at Bodega, they can reach us at 707-875-3495. We're booking trips for those deep water trips, and uh, then we'll go uh, into the summer months and see what happens then. We'll get back in the shallow starting July 15th. Let's give them that phone number one more time. 707-875-3495. All right. Captain Rick Powers of the New Sea Angler out of Bodega Bay. Quality guide, quality captain, and quality equipment. Why don't you come on board with him and have a great day? Rick, thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it, my friend. Yep, you have a great show and a great day. Thanks, Rick. You have a great one, too, my friend. You know, there's a lot going on out there, and I was going to spend a couple of minutes right here telling you about great close-to-home places, but I'm not right now. I'll tell you about that later on. Let's take a quick break right now, and when we get back from this, we're going to be talking all kinds of stuff, including RVs and destinations, and then Nate Kells with Big Nate's Guide Service, Alan Fong, and Gary Irk, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation, is here with some big news on their Berryessa Pen Project right after this. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoons, boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Marine Electronics, design and manufacturing. 
and their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Good morning, everybody. I've got a great tip for you RVers, campers, and just guys that like to be in the outdoors. You know, with this big change to colder weather, well, it sure seems cold. It might not be freezing cold, but it's getting down there in temperatures. And as you move to foothills it's going to be a little cooler and up into the high sierras even cooler still what are you going to do to stay warm well of course you take along plenty of clothing extra socks long underwear if you're going to be doing stuff outside driving quads or doing whatever playing yahoos in the field that's all great and wonderful but how do you stay warm inside once you get back to your motorhome or your camper you don't want to be sitting around there in your jacket and all that heavy stuff You want to get down to the basics, be comfortable, have a meal, and have some warmth inside. Well, warmth inside has taken some new steps lately. There's a lot of different ways to heat things up. Sure, every RV comes with a heater, battery-powered, so you don't have to be plugged into electricity, and it'll burn propane. Well, until that battery wears out, it'll give you great heat and everything. Don't count on it for all night. Or if you've got hookups, you can get plugged in and have everything you want. All the comforts of home, your heating system, air conditioning, whatever you need is going to keep you nice and warm and comfortable inside. But what if you're boondocking? What if you're out there where there's no assistance? Well, I've got one of those Mr. Heaters that to screw in the propane bottles into to keep me warm. And guess what I've got underneath stored in the RV? Another one of those Mr. Heaters. That's right. In case one goes down, I've got a great backup. In case I don't have electricity, I've got propane backup. But you know what? For an old Boy Scout like me, it doesn't end there. Sure, I got propane. Yeah, I got my battery heating system in there. I got 110 heating system if I've got hookups. But I've gone one step further. I bought myself a Jackery 1500. 
it is nothing but a big old lithium battery that you haul around with you that has solar panels that unfold that charges itself during the day while the sun's shining or you can plug it into a wall if you have power and fully charge it up that will offer you power for many hours you can plug any device into it an electric heater even into it and it will power it for many hours even though a heater is a big draw it's another backup system to make sure you stay warm during this colder weather there's lots of fun stuff to do whether you're fishing or hunting or just getting into the outdoors now that summer is out of the picture and things are cooler Stay cool in the summer, but stay warm in the winter and get out, have a great time. This is Seth. Hit the field, hit the water, hit the campgrounds. Just get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. I still got what left? Go ahead and talk to me in the ear right now. No, he's not. We're getting to Alan Fong here in just a minute. It's gonna we're gonna kick it off first with Mr. Gary Irk, the president of California Inland Fisheries. Then we're going to Nate Kelsch with Big Nate's Guide Service. We're gonna be talking Comanche, Amador, and ultimately Berryessa. And then Alan Fong hooks up with us right after that. So our next guest live in the studio this morning is the president of California Inland Fisheries. Project Kokanee, Mr. Gary Erk. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Seth. Hey, some great news came from your uh, pen supervisor the other day for Barry Essa. Tell us what's going on. Uh, this is an almost off-the-chart news if you're an angler at Lake Barry Essa. As, as folks know, uh, Barry Essa had a devastating fire about three years ago. Took out Markley, Markley Cove. Markley was wiped out. Markley Cove is our partner at that lake, and without them, uh, the fish wouldn't get fed. So needless to say, we've been at a, a point where we haven't been able to have any fish in the pens for several years in addition the otters seem to figure out the combination to get into our pens prior to that and we've been fighting that for several years so board of directors got together about a month ago um alan grossman one of the members of our board of directors took the lead and we will be building four new pens in our uh, docking station there at markley cove so by this fall we should have a new pen set up and we should have some fish going in and the it'll be very secure pens too this isn't a you know our pens were good these pins are great. This they were is, big mesh nets hanging down. Into yes, them. with a PVC frame. And this is a, an engineered solution space, very similar to what's used up at Lake Almanor by the Almanor Fishing Association. A uh, fully engineered, welded aluminum footprint, um, not a wire mesh. It's actually a perforated uh, sheet of aluminum on the side. So the cleaning is going to be easier. It's going to be safer. It's going to keep the otters out. Should have some really long legs for being able to keep fishing there for a long time without having to do many repairs for a long time. Well, for those of you that aren't familiar with why there are pens that are out there, it allows the fish an opportunity to grow in the environment that it's going to be living in. Instead of just turning them loose and letting them get devoured by 
There's a lot of bass. There's a lot of crappie. There's a lot of fish that like to eat small trout hanging around that marina. There are, but the tests have shown that when you dump fish into lakes, they either get caught quickly or they die because they don't transition well with the natural food. They're looking for pellets. They see these nice little bugs and little small fish, but they don't know what it is. Yeah, it's not a brown pellet. We put them in the pen, and they become accustomed to what the ecosystem is at that lake, and they start seeing these seeds swim through. They start targeting them, and when we release them, they, be, they are a fully functioning member of that ecosystem, and, and they the, survive as evidenced by the big fish that anglers like Nate and others catch. Absolutely. Well, the cool thing about it is also is that they, their mouths get larger and larger and allows them to eat bigger and bigger things when they come in drifting in. They'll probably start off with microscopic stuff, really little dinky stuff in there. And that's why the pens have to be open to let that oxygen, the water transfer, and anything that washes in there that's edible is going to get eaten. That's just the way it works. They're opportunistic feeders, and if there's a chance, they are going for it. These new pens are going to cost a lot of money. They will. We're looking at over $40,000 to repair them. we got a very tight window. Our fabricator uh, lives up in the Almanor area, and once spring hits, He's got a full docket taking care of literally docks and other uh, aluminum welding fabrications up in that area. So we got to get in, get it done fast, and get it on the lake. And I understand they've already been working with the Markley Cove people, talking with them, making sure it's all going to work, and quite committed to this. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, making the pins isn't the hard part. Getting them from the launch ramp to the docking system is the challenge. And um, we seem to have a plan, and we're rolling forward. Well, I know you guys got the money to do it all. I know they probably are going to vote in favor of doing something like that because that pen project is notorious for cranking out big fish at Berryessa, and our next guest will probably be telling us all about it. Yeah, with with the DFG taking back the the the, the Kokanee program, so we don't have to fund that. Our depart our our group dedicate itself to the support of the Berryessa pens going forward. That's our lake. We want to keep it as the premier fishery that it has become. Well, I'll tell you, between the king salmon, the landlocked kings in there, the great rainbow trout action going on, the crappie action is unbelievable. Kent Brown would never believe it, but smallmouth and largemouth bite is excellent there and some great stuff going on. A lot of things that people forget about, those great catfish that that lake is famous for, too. Anywhere water is trickling into that lake, cast your land 10 feet, your line 10 feet offshore, and you're going to be into catfish action. We had a derby where a 13-pound catfish was caught trolling. So, I mean, you just don't have to bobber up at an inlet. You could you could strike gold just trolling for trout and kings. You and know? speaking of striking gold, you could end up with a 20-pound carp if you're not careful, too. They're out there they're circling all over the place. <laughs> okay. Well, Gary, good news from the California Inland Fisheries Foundation. New pens going in at Berryessa that'll be a lot safer and probably grow those fish a lot quicker. They sure will. Well, thanks, Seth. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it and sharing that information. And I said, our next guest, who's got all the information I need written on his hat, Big Nate's Guide Service, Nate Kels, joins us live in studio. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. What do you think about Barry S. and the Pen Project? We were talking about it during the break. It is really exciting. I, I just heard about it for the first time uh, being here this morning. We just did yesterday, so don't, don't <laughs> feel you're left out. <laughs> No, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's really going to boost the uh, boost the fishery. Well, you fished a lot for those uh, Eagle Lake rainbow trout that they put in the pens there, and they're all sterile fish, but, boy, they are a heck of a battle, aren't they? They're big. They jump. They pull hard. They're beautiful. They cut nice. It, it's, it's the best trout around. And the neat thing about it is these are – 
you don't have guilt. There's no guilt associated with these rainbows because they're put in there for you to catch and to enjoy. Same thing with the kokanee salmon that are in the lake. Catch all you want. They're going to die naturally anyway. Same thing with the king salmon. They're going to die naturally. You might as well take them and enjoy the opportunity. Exactly right. We're going we're gonna to take as many out of the lake as we can. That's your, that's your job. <laughs> you know, when you t- start taking out rainbows out of there that are sterile, you're not hurting anything. No. It's especially because they're sterile, they're not going to reproduce anyway. They're opportunistic fish for you to catch. Just like they're opportunistic feeders, so can you, the angler, become that. Well, Nate, you've been fishing Berryessa a lot, but more importantly, you've been over at Comanche, and I picked up a statement, one of your reports that came out that said, donkey alert. Tell our <laughs> listeners what's going on. Well, we've we've been going out and just absolutely crushing Comanche. Um, limits have been the rule. We're going out. We've been we've been getting early limits of fish. We've been getting anywhere from fifteen on up to sometimes thirty hookups uh, per day, and uh, the bites just been phenomenal. What kind of? Uh, I, I I don't want to say depth because I know they got to be spread out all over the place. You're probably fishing from the surface down to twenty, twenty five. Surface down to twenty, twenty five feet. Just depends on how many boats are out on the lake. What do you uh, What are you pulling day. back there? We're pulling grubs. We're pulling uh, rapalas. We're pulling uh, flies with uh, with with low low wiggle hoochies on them. Um, just about anything you want to pull right now will do. Do you have to send it up right now, or are they aggressive enough that they're just attacking everything? Uh, each day seems to be a little different. Yesterday they uh, they were soft striking a lot, so we had we had to feed them. Um, they'd come up, they'd swipe, we'd we'd drop line back to them and try and get them to choke on it. Um, some days, you know, they're just ripping it out of the clip. You know, your rod's just going over and it's game on. Are you using any flashers or any other attractors or nope. you're just laying lures out? Nope, just uh, just laying lures out. Uh, I've I've seen some guys out there, you know, running, running some flashers. But it's, uh, it's, it's you know, with the flashers, you really don't need it. You don't need the extra drag right now. It's so much more fun. And, you know, here's a guy that made flashers and dodgers for 25 years for the industry. But... It's so much fun when it's just you, the string, and the fish. Exactly. You know, I we we have plenty of time to be running running the Dodgers and the Flashers uh, here coming up here in the next couple. When of months. we got when we got to get down there in that deep dark country. Yep, you ain't lying. Well, there's so much fun to sitting there in the boat holding onto the rod. That's one of the things I miss being a downrigger fisherman and the, all do, doing nothing but trolling when I'm out there. But it is so exhilarating when that fish hits. And you know he's hooked up. That rod just continues to bend, and you just stand up with a smile on your face and look at your buddy and go, fish on. <laughs> Game time. Grind it in. That's it. It's it's really fun when you see the fish on your graph, and then he hits it, you know, and then and then it's game yeah, on. Yeah, here they are. Here that, they are. That's, that's We're going through them right now. Exactly. How about speed? What's the best speed? you? Anywhere from .8 on up to about 2.3 right now. So you're bouncing it around. If you troll along for a while and you're not getting a strike, you're going to goose that engine a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, I, I I love to troll fast, so when, when we're having to go a mile an hour, it absolutely kills me. But, you know, some sometimes uh, the fishing dictates it. The so. faster you go, usually you get some stronger hookups, too. Absolutely. I, you know, it's it's been weird. Yesterday we were running some stick baits, and uh, we had six fish pop off on those treble hooks. It was... I, I it just didn't make any sense to me, and I mean the rod would just keel over, head shaking, head shaking, head shaking, gone. Yeah, it, it's Eagle Lake. It, it I've, drives done, this, me I've nuts. done the same thing at Eagle Lake. There's there's areas in the lake where these browns browns where these rainbows come racing up to the surface. You see them for half a second and they're back down to the bottom. I cast and cast and cast till I was just crazy tired with them blowing up on it, knocking it in the air, and a Rapala with three treble hooks on it 
didn't even snag in a fish, and I probably had 10 of them blow up on it. You have them hooked in the face and the mouth and the jaw. And I think it just tears out easy if you hook them in those places. And I've I've tried the spin tech hooks. I've tried everything, and, you know, it just if it isn't meant to be, it isn't meant to be. Well, when you're top lining like that, when you've got your holding the rod and you feel that little tap and they didn't take it, it gives you that opportunity to drop it back exactly. two or three feet so it looks like a dead bait for a second, and then it starts up again as your line, as your slack's taken out. That fish will whack it the second it starts moving And again. sometimes you can get them to choke on it, and there's no getting those hooks out at that point. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, you don't want to, and you don't want them to shake it either. Nope, you're right. Well, Comanche's obviously cranking out, too. And how about, what have you heard about Amador and those big, beautiful Am- golden trout they got over and there? Amador's kicking out some monster trout. Um, you know, from, from, what I've, from what I've experienced, uh, you know, the water's still a little too murky um, for me to go out there and uh, and run run many trips for uh, for trolling. Um, the guys off the shore doing really well with power bait, uh, but you know, I I'd say another couple of weeks for uh, to actually go out there and get on a real good trolling bite. Well, folks, if you don't want to get on board after listening to this, you're got a problem and you're not a fisherman. You need to get a hold of Big Nate, Big Nate's Guide Service, and get out there on the water. Close to home lakes where you don't have to travel very far. You get close. You're back home quickly. You're not burning a lot of gas. Neither is the guide. Drop in Comanche, Amador, Pardee, Berryessa, and enjoy those lakes right now because that's where the temperatures are good. That's where the bite's going on. And in our high elevation lakes, not only are they hard to get to, it's so cold they're going to be lethargic and not biting a lot. Salt water seems to be kind of on hold right now except for crab. But, folks, you've got the opportunity to try all these close-to-home lakes. San Pablo Reservoir, Shadow Cliffs Reservoir, Los Vaqueros, Berryessa, any of these foothill lakes. Now's your chance to get out there, and Big Nate will be one of the guys to get you out there. Give them the phone number and all the information they need to hook up. Guys, you can uh, give me a call at 916-860-9180. You can check out my reports and uh, also find a link to me on Facebook at Big Nate's Guide Service. Um, the bite is as good as it gets right now on a lot of these local lakes. It's uh, it's time to get on board. Give them the phone number one more time. It's 916-860-9180. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you. Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that can just mean one thing. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors, joins us live. Good morning, Alan. Morning. How's everybody doing? Hey, we're doing great today. How hey, you got sweaty palms today? <laughs> no, why would I? Well, I just wanted to know. I saw your little segment last night before I hung it up for the evening, a little quickie that he posted out there. Alan, why don't you tell him about sweaty palms real quick? Yeah, you know, um, I always get asked about scents and stuff. And, you know, this friend of mine who studies all that stuff, was telling me a long time ago about how humans have amino acids coming off your hands. So basically, if you sweat a lot, then, you know, I would probably use scent. Um, I don't hardly sweat. I could be outside talking in 100-degree weather, and I just hardly sweat at all. So I don't, I don't use a whole lot of scent. You know, I my friends do because sometimes they smoke or Ryan's a plumber. You know, they, they use a lot of scent. But then when I get start getting whooped from the back, then I borrow some. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking that sweaty palms is the, just the nervousness of not getting a fish. And 
when you reach for it, you grab the scent and put it all over those sweaty palms. Well, more on your lures than anything to save a poor day efficient. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just uh, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I use that theory for a long time. And I've done the same thing. I've always said that putting scent on your lure masks human scent. And, folks, if you don't believe you've got stuff on your hands, you're not you're not thinking right. You've got oils that are coming out and going on there. Everything has scent and smell to it. And these fish can smell better than you can underwater. Trust me. Well, Alan, uh, yeah. Alan obviously scent is one of those last-minute things that we all do to catch more fish. And one of the other little tips is one you shared months ago on your YouTube channel of having that little wedge of anchovy or sardine that's been... Uh, put onto the barb of the hook when you're trolling, too. Yeah, you know, sometimes it depends on what I'm fishing for. You know, like kokanee, if you don't put any corn or anything on there, most likely you're, you know, you'll catch some, but you won't catch them like the guy next to you. And salmon, I found that, you know, that really helps a lot by putting a little piece of filet and anchovy or herring on it. Just different things. You know, I'm bass fishing, I don't put anything on it. So it just depends what you're fishing for. Absolutely. I think I think the little tip about having a small half-inch or three-quarter-inch piece, maybe a quarter-inch, that really puts great scent out in the water, something that they might not be familiar with, but it's not a human scent, and it doesn't uh, have much of an impact on their reactions other than they think, oh, I'm going to bite this before my buddy does. Alan, yeah. what, what's what's going on on the Delta now with stripers? Um, It's still a little tough. You know, I was out on uh, Wednesday. I went up north looking around. But, uh, you know, I I must be getting old because on my boat I charged my batteries up and I got lithiums in there. But I left my live target on. And when I took the charger off two days before I went, I pulled up to the dock and I have my um, back unit in my live target box wired to one of my lithiums. And I turned the fish finder on it, and it wouldn't come on. So I'd go, God dang it. So I'm checking all the fuses, and then I told my buddy, I don't, I don't need no fish finder down here. So we went out and put the trolling motor down, and it went about five minutes, and it quit. So I left that damn breaker on, and that live box killed that lithium 100-amp battery in two days. Oh. It was dead. Boy, drain that sucker right down, and uh, you don't take those out and put them on a charger, do you? <laughs> no. And when I got home, I put it. I plugged my charger in. It wouldn't charge. I had to. I have another one that has twenty amps. And I put it on there, and they actually woke up. Once they shut down, they're hard to get back up. And I got it back up and put the charger on it. Charge right up. Yeah, you got to give them enough power to kick it all on. That's the key to the whole thing. Once you get past that point, they're charged up and ready to go. Same thing happened to me when I let. Uh, I didn't charge up a new boat with lithiums in it as fast as I should have. Called up Bland. I said, hey, man, my batteries went dead. And he goes, well, bring it down here. And you couldn't even put a regular charger on it. You have to put on that special yeah. charger that uh, yeah, does it all. Because what happens with lithiums is they, if you don't use it, they go to sleep. Well, use, and use them, and now would be a good time to be using them a lot. But, you know, them batteries, I can't kill them. You know, when it's going right, I could fish two days in a row and not not even damage them. I, I know. They are tremendous, and everybody uh, really enjoys them unless they break into flames. Yeah, and that live target, you know, you, they tell you to wire the the positive with an 8-gauge wire, so it tells you to draw on something. Obviously. 
But but most people would look at eight gauge and just say, oh, okay, eight gauge, and not think about what they're why you're putting something that big on there. Yeah, but you know, down the delta, it's still a lot of dirty. I was up north, like I said, and there's a levee break there, and a lot of muddy water coming in and out of there. So it's going to take a little while. I mean, I thought they'd already be out there fixing it, but they're not fixing it yet. They will. I'm sure they will. Well, it's but, just a matter of time till everything kicks. And with these great days of sunshine coming next week, we've got some a great opportunity for a big weather change. 72 degrees, I think it is, on next Monday. That's kind of I kind of look at that as a kickoff, but the next thing we need to look at is what's the moon phase and what are these stripers starting to think right now because some of them are going to start making a move here pretty quick. Yeah, they will. And you know what? I watched the weather report, and it said it's going to rain this coming week. Yeah, and now it's down to one day maybe it might rain this coming week. So it's kind of an iffy situation, but it certainly warms up for the following week and looks pretty promising. And then after that, chances of four or five days of rain two weeks down the line. So who knows what we're going to have, but it can't hurt, that's for sure. Yeah, we need some. We need the night times to get out of the 30s. Well, Alan, tell them a little bit about Alan Fong Outdoors and what you do and when you post it and all that so they can stay really on top of all the action going on out there and get some great tips like you've been sharing. The super line hooks just last week. Not using swivels when you're using your big glide baits and swim baits. Overspreading your A-rigs, a sure way not to catch fish. Yeah, there's a lot of little tricks out there and then you know um, Denise is up at the opener at Party, but her cell phone don't work there so but I'm sure she's knocking the heck out of them well I'm sure I'm sure she is too because they have a great stocking program at that lake yeah they do and you know I'm posting my reports on Thursdays and Mondays we'll get back on the regular video as soon as the fishing starts picking up instead of all these shorts but, you know, we're we're dialed for Monday on the videos and Thursdays on the report. Well, I'll tell you, they're really informative. They pop up right there. I subscribe to it. And, folks, it's free. You don't pay anything. Just click subscribe, and it just gets dumped into your YouTube file and is right there for you when you start examining things. Click on your subscription section, and boom, there's Alan Fong Outdoors with his tips and some great tips to make you better angler all the way around. King salmon, trout, stripers. He's covering all the subject matter out there, folks. It's a great site to go to. It is a great place to learn if you want to learn more. Now, what I'd like you to do, California sportsmen listeners, Alan just got over 7,000. We're trying to get him up to 10 as fast as we can. Please get over there and subscribe to it. Get over to Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube. Click subscribe. Click like. And let's see if we can't get him over 10,000 here in the next couple of weeks. There you go. Alan, what else you want to share with him real quick? PCP, turkey hunting, right around the corner. Ooh, next week we'll talk about our PCPs. That's those powerful air guns we're talking about. Not a little pellet pistol. This is big-time <laughs> stuff that will knock them over. Alan, yep. thanks for hooking up with us. We will talk to you again next week, my friend. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. All right. Great guy, great information. You can always talk with him at Fisherman's Warehouse right here in Sacramento. We'll be right back after this quick break. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. 
For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171, and learn more at gatecrasherfishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up! Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. Marine Electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive prices. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, Seth. Good morning, Kent. Kent's down in San Diego hiding. I got Nate Kelsch and Gary Erkin here joined with me this morning. Uh, that's two good people to have, have with you. Someone has to keep an eye on you. Exactly. That's why, that's why I've got him here. Tell him I'm nervous. I need somebody to hold my hand when I'm in wonder, here. wonder how much Maryland's paying him. <laughs> somebody has to. Hey, I got a note yesterday about uh, Newsom suspends environmental laws to store more Delta water. Sounds like he it's wants just, to save more water in our lakes, doesn't he? Uh, it sounds to me like he wants to run for for president, and he's going for the uh, for the water vote. It's absolutely asinine. This turns back decades of 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 court law, environmental law, and everything else by executive fiat, and it's it's ludicrous. It's bad for the entire Delta community. It's really bad for. Uh, stripers 
and salmon. And, you know, every fish species that migrates through the delta is going to be negatively affected by this. It's a, it, it's a terrible uh, executive order. Well, if he, con- if he continues running this state the way he is and running our fisheries into the ground, that uh, it, they're all going to go the way of the Delta smelt here pretty soon. You remember that, the, the key indicator for the health of the and survivability of fish yeah, in our they Delta? Can't find them. They can't even find them anymore. Six years they haven't found one. Wake up, Governor. Do you want to save our fisheries or not, or just wipe them out and send all of our water to agriculture? And that's exactly what is happening. It's just we, we're, we're just – we keep capturing, 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 and these flow regimes were put in. For the listeners who don't know, and your eyes are rolling back to your head, we got to get the water through the delta. The, the 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 water acts as a conveyor belt and carries baby fish, whether if it's a baby salmon, a baby striper, or a baby smelt, down into the saltwater areas of the uh, of, of the environment. And in the case of salmon, it gets them out to the ocean where they live for three years. They put on weight and size and deliciousness and swim back in and, and we target them along with, you know, along with, you know, orcas and sea lions and everything else. It's not just us. It's the entire environment. That well, the, the thing that's, here. the thing that's upsetting to me about this is he writes in how he's going to suspend all these environmental laws, blah, blah, that are there to protect the king salmon and all the fisheries for that matter. But he's going to, and then one of the last sentences along there is this will put more water into our reservoirs so that maybe we can meet the needs of the fish down the line. You know, and I know that is the biggest crock of, I can't even go there. I don't even want to use the initials today. You can say the C word, can't you? I'm not going to say any of them. I like staying on the air. I'm just shocked that they think we're this stupid. That they can say they're going to do release and forget about all the environmental laws pertaining to the safety and the survivability of these fish, and that's going to allow us to save water so that maybe we can have the temperatures right in the rivers. No, Governor, what would be working would be you to say, we will control the water supply, that's what we want you to do, and there will be enough water of the right temperatures for these fish to spawn successfully. That's all you got to do, Governor. It's not that much water compared to what you're shipping to your buddies down south. And there is an excellent, excellent article written by the L.A. Times editorial board. Okay, the L.A. Times. I read it. Just just, just calling it asinine. And when you got the L.A. Times saying this is asinine, because it's going to lead to more endangered species, which is going to lead to more regulation down, down the road. This is. This is strictly a temporary move by the governor. I think uh, he's looking at either either 2024 or 2028 to move to. Oh, he was DC. just back. He was just back there last week, telling them all the great things he does in California, so they can use it as a plan, I guess, for the the entire United States. Uh, but that's just my opinion, and I want to make sure the governor doesn't come and meet me at the door as I leave the station today. So I'm expressing my opinion about stuff on this. Mike's expressing his, and I hope all of you have an opinion too. Michael, yeah, we got to talk. It's a- really tough. Get out there. Wherever Alan is fishing this weekend is where I want to be. So I think I'm going to tune into to YouTube and figure out where I'm going fishing. And then if it's inland, I'm going to call you <laughs> and, and borrow your boat. Good luck with that. I've got one sitting brand new at Blanton's place yet, and I'm not likely to call him because he's delivering boats to paying customers right now.
Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com with a great report on what's going on. Sorry we didn't have more time, but we'll crap on him again next time, my friend. Sounds great. I'm talking about folks, so please don't call me up and rattle my cage over it. I'm just unhappy that they don't think our fisheries are as important anymore. We'll be right back. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on and let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Buck's Outport, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny Lapinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATV. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, 
boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Zep Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and uh, I got some news for you. I once uh, went striper fishing with a buddy of mine, well, a couple of times, actually, and we didn't take any bait. We didn't take anything except fishing rods and whatever he gave us. We were jigging. We were tossing lures. We were doing everything known to man to catch stripers, tossing baits. We didn't troll that day, but I learned a lot from this gentleman. And then I went out with Jay Lopes also and learned a lot from him. And we did some trolling techniques out there. But I got to tell you, when you've got the skills, the abilities, and the knowledge of our next guest, whether you fish for stripers now or not, you know what you're talking about, Captain J.D. Ritchie, and I appreciate you joining us today to share some of your techniques and tactics with our listeners. You bet. Thanks for having me. I know you're at Pyramid, and you got guys that are going to meet you and be on the water at about 8 o'clock this morning. Real quick, how's the action been for the giant cutthroat at Pyramid? Well, I haven't been here for the last week because I was up there uh, in Portland. I just flew in last night from that uh, doing a seminar and hanging out at the Douglas Rod booth, uh, Douglas Rod booth up there at uh, the Northwest Horseman Show, and so flew in last night and uh, getting ready to go. It's cold, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I know you're talking to the guides. What's it been like? Oh, it sounds like you know, it's kind of like when I left. Uh, the water's cold, and you gotta. There's no no reason to go early. So uh, poking away. Like before I left, I was getting you know a dozen fish a day, trolling, and uh, you know. No real monsters lately, but nice quality fish. No monsters. You want to tell us the real size? Because a four-pounder is a monster to some people. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you get kind of jaded here, but nothing <laughs> nothing over 12 pounds lately. <laughs> so if you'd like to catch a trout over 12 pounds, you you might not be able to do that, but you could probably catch some 10s and 12s pretty easily up there. Yeah. It is yeah. a lake that is world famous now, folks, in the – I'm sure J.D. is running with the benefits of that right now because it is a a treasured fishery, and those guys out there, the Indian Reservation and the hatchery and everything, are doing a spectacular job of creating this fishery. J.D., well, stripe. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I wanted oh, to roll. I was just going to say, you were just talking to Mike Ogney about the, uh, you know, how California is messing everything up, and you got, you know, a, a handful of guys over here with uh, nowhere even close to the budget that the state of California has, and they're just crushing it here. You know, it's yep. like uh, maybe they need to take a little note of what the what the tribe's doing here. But anyway, stripers. Stripers, J.D., you multiple technique guy. Tell our listeners the different techniques that you employed when you were out here on the Delta all the time. Well, like you said, I'm not a, not a big fan of bait. Uh, I like to move around, and so tossing swim baits, which I'm sure we did, is one of my favorite things. Uh, the good old white four and a half or five inch, you know, paddle tail swim bait with maybe a little chartreuse in it on the tail and usually three eighth ounce head or half ounce and 
working those around the tulies and the rocks and any sort of structure. First thing in the morning, of course, my favorite thing was always to throw some uh, pencil poppers or some sort of top water in shallow water. And you can do that all day if you got a cloudy day. Sounds like we have some weather coming this week. So um, that's that's always a kick. And then jerk baits, you know, Lucky Craft pointers and anything that looks like, you know, a bait fish. And again, like you can troll obviously as well, but uh, I just kind of like that rod in hand type of, uh, of feeling for the guys. So, JD, are guys even trolling big orange rapalas out there anymore? Because in the old days, I had guides calling me up. Hey, you know those guys? Can you get me some orange ones? Yeah, you know that that's funny how things go. I'm sure the fish haven't haven't decided that those don't taste good. They just, uh, you know. I, I think people get caught up, and there's so many more colors, and 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 uh, you know, it's of course the the colors are more for the fishermen than the fish. But yeah, you see something sexy at the tackle shop, and you're like, ooh, look at that one, that's plain orange one. <laughs> yeah, as a tackle manufacturer myself, I knew I didn't have to catch fish; I just had to catch the eye of the fisherman. Yeah, yeah. Then you hope your your lure, of course, catches fish once it's bought. But uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some guys using those, but um, yeah, there's a lot of well, it depends on who you talk to, but holy smokes, there's a whole bunch of colors. You hear a lot of guys like that, uh, you know, some of those Yozuris um, and then uh, P-Line Angry Eye Minnows and, and pink and, and silver. Pink and white seems to be kind of a hot color. Of course, that changes, you know. It's, it's very trendy, like uh, hairstyles or something. Exactly, and water clarity changes everything, too. Yeah, that's right. And if you have dark water, which they might down there, uh, Delta area, because of all the high water we've had, uh uh, you know, the chartreuse and the fire tigers, and then maybe the old school orange. J.D., and, when, yeah, you, when you took me out there fishing, we were parked at some mouths to Liberty and some other places out there, and the jigging techniques that we employed out there. I don't remember what jig you had on there, but, boy, did they catch fish. Yeah, I, I had some. I mean, really the jig doesn't matter so much. I think I had some that I hand-poured with a mold that Alan Fong gave me, but uh, – but you can use crippled herrings, buzz bombs, and P-line laser minnows. You know, anything that looks like a wounded bait fish. Um, the the primary color that I used down there was a, it sounds weird, but like an army truck green. And uh, that, that just seemed to show up better in that darker water for some reason. Uh, I also did well on white and white and chartreuse, so they're those good colors too. Well, there's a key but, to, anytime you're jigging, there is a real key that is basically not poured in concrete but it ought to be to never lose contact with your lure when you're jigging yeah that's right don't when, swing it up and let it just dead fall aimlessly and then wait and see what happens when it gets to the bottom of that that's a fact and you see a lot of people swinging for the fences and you miss a lot of bites that way because the bite happens on the fall so a little flick of the wrist up and, and you have to have a little bit of loose line on the drop so that lure can flutter but you don't want big piles of coiled line on the surface because uh, when a fish bites, you'll never know he's there. So it's kind of a fine line in there. But um, this time of year when the water's a little colder, the bite can be a little bit, you know, it's not a real rip it out of your hand type of bite. A lot of times it's just kind of a thunk, you know. But as the water warms up, man, a striper will dang near relieve you of your rod when he eats a jig. 
Well, I remember the days where everybody was out with stripers and they were doing the uh, double fillet, butterfly, blah, blah, blah. It, to the, the flap that moved in the water that attracted fish and put scent into the water. Not many guys are doing that anymore. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, there's probably go down Rio Vista way. And, you know, is, this where you're, is this where you're going to tell me all the 60 to 80-year-old guys are going to be doing it still? <laughs> yeah, it kind of took the words out of my mouth, but uh, yeah, I figured uh, I would. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, I think what's changed for a lot of people too is the fact that you have, you know, electric trolling motors and better fish finders, and you know, back in the day when you're sitting there in your, you know, your old Starcraft uh, cuddy cabin, all this uh, casting stuff wasn't quite as uh, as efficient as it is now with. with in all the electronics we well, have. Well, the, so. the technology has changed everything for us. It's changed the way we fish. It's changed what we see. It has changed the way we get into the fish, whether it's downriggers or just looking at them, dropping them over the side. Our downriggers now look forward. Or excuse me. Our locators now look forward and to the sides, depending on which ones you've got. You can look out the back of your boat if you want to. You can see everything going on around you, maybe out 60 to 80 feet. So catching fish is a lot easier for us because we know where they're at now. We can see yeah. them now, clearly. Yeah, it saves, a, saves a lot of time when you don't have to just completely blindly cast, you know? Sure so. does, because that's exactly what I did for a lot of years out there, especially using that butterfly shad. <laughs> do, do they even sell shad in the tackle shops anymore? Are there even tackle shops anymore? And there's a few of them left out there. Some of them went out of business with COVID, and uh, others, I'm sure, were struggling. But with our uh, water situation improving, I think uh, there'll be more of them coming back, and that's exactly what we need. Well, J.D., yeah, I, so. I appreciate you sharing these techniques. It's not just bait fishing. It's not just trolling, folks. You can drift live bait out there. You can toss lures. You can do jigging. You can do whatever you want, including a butterfly, if you want to, with that shed. But it's it's so nice to have that variety of opportunities, too. Yep, you can fly fish for them, too. That's what's so great about stripers is there are a million ways to catch them, and, and that's what's cool, kind of every man's fish. And real quick, that before I let you go, somebody wanted to say hi to you about, uh, God, you know, 12, 14 hours ago, I was sitting in the, uh, the Douglas booth there at, in Portland, and in walks the Lang family. <laughs> Brian and Brent. Yep. And uh, God, what's what's Mrs. Lang's first name? Um, I don't know off the tip of my tongue, but I'll tell you what. They are great people. He's talking about the owners of the International Sportsman's Exposition. Yeah. They live up in that neck of the woods, so they stop in and see what the competition's up to. And I think they're yeah, all friends, they too. Doing a little recon and, and super friendly, just having a good time. So, anyway, they said to say hi to you. Well, welcome back from the big show up in Portland. Welcome back to the real world at your favorite lake, Pyramid Lake, over in Nevada. I hope you and your clients have a wonderful day out there today. But before you go, give them all the hookup information they need. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can get a hold of me at thesportfisher.com. That's the, the website. And if you want to give me a buzz, give me a shout at 530-307-9817 in the afternoons when I'm home. (laughs) J.D., thanks for checking in with us before you take off with your clients this morning. We really appreciate it. Not only uh, the information you passed on, but your expertise, too. We certainly appreciate all that insight. Take care, my friend. You bet. Thanks, Seth. Captain.
Captain J.D. Ritchie, don't push that button, Seth. Push this one over here. It works a lot better. Hey, Gun Owners of California is on their tippy toes day waiting to hear what the court has to say. The courts are telling California you're in violation of a lot of things. So things are going to change with guns, with ammo capacity. But even though the governor and his team are working hard not to have it change, I think the Supreme Court will probably uh, override just about everything eventually down the line. And that's why Gun Owners of California is there to make sure your voice is heard. And they've got great crab feed coming up. There's a tri-tip and crab dinner in Citrus Heights on May 5th. Prime rib dinner in Orville on June 6th. All big fundraiser events. And there'll be another one in Vacaville, too. So for more information about these, just simply go to the Gun Owners of California website at gunownersca.com. Click on events and you'll see everything that's going on out there. Well, let's announce who the lucky winner was of the Gun Owners of California drawing. Winner number seven was drawn yesterday. And the lucky ticket number is 1182. That's Deborah Beach of Acampo, California. Congratulations. You just won a Browning X bolt action in 270 Winchester. You will love that beautiful deer gun. The staff at Gun Owners of California will be giving you a call in the next couple of days to make arrangements to pick up your gun. And all guns in 2023 will be through Shooter's Pro Shop in Roseville or Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville. And there's a handful of tickets left. And I mean just a handful because I bought a few a couple of weeks ago, a few more. Just give the office a call at 916-984-1400. That way you'll have about 47 chances to win out of the next 48 weeks. It's a good opportunity to support gun owners in California as well as have the opportunity to win a gun. We'll be right back. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. 
And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the fishing instructor and the owner of Best Bass Tournaments, Mr. Randy Pringle, joins us live. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Seth. How are you doing? I am having a great time. I hope you are, too. Hey, I got a photo uh, from Steve Carson last night who can't join us today. Randy's filling in for him. Thank you, sir. But it was a picture of ex- on the water, on the ocean, exactly where the guys were catching tuna just a couple of miles offshore down in San Diego a few months ago. It now has 50-foot waves and surfers going down them. Same spot. Wow. Same spot. Wow. I don't know what that would be in the trolling terms out in the ocean, but wind and waves, but I can tell you, I won't be out there in a boat like that. I was going to say, that's not me. Back to the hotel I go. I'm going to forward that photo to you. You can take a look at it. It's a pretty awesome thing. And he goes, hey, Sepp, see this surf shot? That's exactly where they were catching tuna. My goodness. Randy, we got to figure out what is going on out in the Delta with some big bass situations. Some guys are doing well, and other guys are just barking up the wrong bush. Well, what's a lot of guys, you know, they're throwing little stuff, a little bit. With that water clarity that we have right now, it's just not working out with that little stuff. Not enough movement, not a water displacement. So you need to have something that's going to push water. So right now, um, Kent said it last week. He goes, you're going to hear about the slobber knocker. A slobber knocker is a bladed jig. We're using a stinger, which is a tail that has got a honeycomb concept to it. You know, Pure Fishing has done a great job with their technology in regards to this tail and the slobber knocker. And so both of, those, both of those baits, and I'm using a smaller one, a 3.8, not using a half, 3.8. It'll stay in the strike zone longer when you use that style of bait. And the other thing I'm doing with it is I'm putting a 10-inch power worm on the back of it, but cutting off about half of it. So I get a lot of movement. When you got dingy water and dark water, you know, you want to have much vibration and much movement so that those fish can feel that vibration come through their lateral line. Our fish are not used to having that muddy water. So, you know, the pure fishing tip of the week is keep it with the vibration slobber knocker. You got the stinger. That's a trailer that looks like a little fish. It moves extremely well. Or you could put in the 10-inch power worm, cut it down to a 6-inch. You got that great big tail, one or the other. But you've got to have movement, and pure fishing brings it to you right then and there. Well, it's a great tip for the anglers out there. Randy, have, have you been out there in the last few days? I have. And? I have. And I've been catching. I, I got my hand, hat handed to me two weeks ago, and then this week it's been way better, way better. A lot of big fish, you know, five, six-pounders. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. we got three geese coming in right here on the run. There's three geese in front door. Are you out there live in the blind? I didn't know he was going to be in the blind today. I should have known. Late season geese, and this guy is a diehard waterfowler. Here they come. Here they come. All right, we'll stick with you. Hold on, bro. Sounds to me like the phone just got shot. I wonder what just happened out there. Well, I got one on the second shot. Who got the first one? <laughs> nice. I hit the second bird, too, but it didn't drop. Keep an eye on it. It might. Yeah, I'm watching it. He's crimped. Ugh, I hate that. That's what you got. That's what you got a dog for. 
Fun times on the old time tonight, but I'd say the pure fishy tip of the week is definitely vibration, vibration, vibration. Keep All right. It in I, the strike zone, but use a lot of vibration. Take care of your ducks. Take care of your birds. I didn't know you were in a blind. Have a great time. Thank you, Randy Pringle. You got it, brother. <laughs> He's having it. He's having it out there. He's running around. He's got birds coming over his head. I had no idea he was out in the blind today. He said, hey, can you join me? He goes, oh, yeah, I'll be there. No problem. Well, let's go to the our own resident bass expert right now. And hook up with the man himself from Ultimate Bass, Mr. Kent Brown, joins us live from San Diego. Good morning, Kent. That was kind of a hard act to follow right there with Pringle. You well, know? you could. He, you, went, out, he you, went out with a bang. You could hear that he had every piece of clothing on in the world with that jacket moving around and getting positioned for firing. And they dropped him. That's a good way to go about it. No, absolutely, absolutely. Fifty foot waves in San Diego. I should get out of here before the tidal wave. Hits. I'll send you the picture. Did I already? No, no, you didn't. But uh, but it's uh, it's been actually a little cold in San Diego. We're down here for the Bart Hall San Diego Boat Show, uh, hanging out for uh, the week with my real job, and uh, and and you know, just it's like the old days. Up every weekend's a new show. Hanging out down there with the Grover Clan. Uh, we are hanging out with the Angler's Marine Group, and uh, you know they've got a great display down here and uh, showing uh, showing some Rangers and some Tritons and Nitros and Trackers and Sun Trackers and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, it's uh, you know it's boat show season, and I know we're uh, we're looking forward to uh, the return of the Sacramento Boat Show. Been hearing the ads on our shows, and uh, folks should be excited. I know Mark Blanton's going to have an absolute. Uh, absolute marina full of boats uh, up there uh, in their display. Well, that's usually what they do, and they bring in a wide cross-section of boats, and many of them are the lines that you represent. Which lines is he going to have there of yours this time? Uh, he'll have Sun Tracker, Tahoe, uh, probably some Rangers, uh, Trackers, and Nitros there as well. So, uh, but I know Mark will have uh, he'll have a full, uh, absolutely full booth there, and, and uh, this is a great show to come down and check out, you know, not so much fishing boats, but a lot of pontoon boats, family recreation boats uh, are really kind of the the uh, the the big draw. At, and uh, that's at kind of the boats. direction boats have been going. It's boats have been going away from that one two guy thing and more of a family type situation. They've been actually making boats that are family or transitional. You can use them for a couple of different things. You can do a lot of different things, and now with the. Uh, you know, with new trolling motors that you can run with a remote, and uh, and you know a lot of the uh, the accessories that are on there, uh, it makes it easy to go uh, on and off the boat when you're actually going to go fishing or when you're going to uh, uh, do some family recreation. Well, I'll tell you, folks, if you've never been to the Sacramento Boat Show and you haven't for the last couple of years, that's a fact. With COVID, and uh, they just said they closed it down the first year at the first day because of the COVID and the mask restrictions and everything. But now all that's lifted. You can get out there and go to the show. They're going to have not only boaters there, it's, they're going to have a lot of tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, as Kent said, pontoon boats, personal watercraft. They'll have some float tubes. And the other thing is all the accessories to go with water skiing and everything else is there. But they've got fifth wheels, toy haulers. This is a big spring RV show too, so you can go out there and check out all the different RVs that they've got on exhibit. I see your cough is still around a little bit too. Yeah, it wants to hang out. You know, it's enjoying the show season set. But you know, we uh, uh, the one thing too is there's great show specials going on uh, again. You know, the the boat companies have realized that they've got to do some stuff. The motor companies, there's extended warranties, there's some rebates, uh, lower prices. So it is definitely time. Uh, you know, we're going to have water. It's a great time to. Uh, 
uh, maybe replace that old boat, or uh, or if you're a new boat owner, it's a great time to jump in. Hey, can you uh, kind of give the folks a quick idea of uh, the excitement that must have been going through Bryant Smith's mind early in the morning a couple of days ago? Yeah, you know, it was fun. We had him on Ultimate Bass, catch the archive there. But, you know, Bryant has uh, has gone coast to coast to try to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series. And he's our only California representative, only angler from California in the Bassmaster Elite Series this year and uh, went all the way down to Lake Okeechobee in Florida, drug his new boat down there and uh, and fished the tournament uh, this last week. And, uh, you know, so it was his first experience on the Bassmaster Elite Series with, you know, the Larry Nixons and the, and the Gerald Swindles and the Mike Iconellis and Brandon Palinix and all those guys. Uh, you know that compete there in uh, in the elite series, and he had a rough tournament. Finished fifty eighth. He just missed the ten thousand dollar cut line by uh, by a, about eight spots. Up, but he uh, uh, he's going to do fine back there. He's he's a great angler, and uh, and you know I think he just had the first day of school jitters, as we talked about on my show. That uh, you know that got him. He was a little nervous being. Uh, being at that level the first day and, uh, and you know, back in your boat in the water and, and heading out to compete against literally the best in the game. Well, he actually got his boat completely rigged and ready to roll in time. He did, yeah. The boat came in to gone fishing, and uh, it was a new Ranger 520R boat. And, uh, you know, they got all the wrap on it, got all the logos on it, and, and uh, he even had enough spare time to spend a little time at the Chevrolet dealer in Texas uh, fixing a check engine light. So uh, he... He made it. He made it back there in time. Hey, the Arizona One Bass is taking place down there. In uh, what lake is that on? Arizona opens Lake Havasu next week, and that's always a big event. It, it kicks off their four tournament circuit uh, for the year. They'll do the uh, Arizona Open next week at Havasu, the Laughlin Open at Lake Mojave uh, in April, and then they'll be uh, uh, in June at Clear Lake for the big California Open that everybody looks forward to. I've already signed up for that. And uh, and then the U.S. Open will be in October, and that will once again, due to low water and, and launch conditions, but it will be back at Lake Mojave again this year. Hey, the word's getting out on a friend of yours deciding that uh, he's going to hang up the rods, at least for tournament fishing right now. And that's big, gonna, this is big-time news. It is, and I, I think it kind of bumps some of us out, man. I mean, uh, Kevin Van Dam, you know, the, the GOAT, he's the greatest uh, to ever play the game, Sepp, and uh, seven-time angler of the year and, and cla- you know, four-time classic champion, everything that he's done uh, throughout his career. But uh, Kevin announced just before the, the start of the Bass Pro Tour season that this will be his final season uh, as, a, as a tournament competitor. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's such a great ambassador to our sport and, you know, a household name in fishing, even to a point that he was once a question on Jeopardy. Uh, you know, so uh, it was uh, it was kind of cool. You know, who who is Kevin Van Dam? So I think was, Kevin uh, Van Dam's going to turn into Jerry McInnes. Well, he's going to do something for sure, and and you know, I mean, he is uh, he's very involved in uh, in a lot of different aspects of the sport, and and uh, it it'll be great to see where Kevin goes. But kind of bummed us all out to to know that he's not going to be in the field next year when uh, when tournament time comes. But uh, but you know, he's. Far from retiring from the fishing business, he's just retiring from tournament competition. Well, a regular guest on the Ultimate Bass Radio Show, I'm sure Kent will have him on explaining everything as soon as he's letting the cat really out of the bag. Well, he he will be, and and uh, you know we're just kind of letting him go fishing right now, Seth. I'm not even going to try to track him down for a little while, and 
and uh, and we'll catch up with Kevin. And then today, Seb, for uh, our listeners close to home in Sacramento, yeah, if they want to come out and meet a few of the guys uh, and watch a weigh-in right there at uh, Browns Ravine, Folsom uh, Lake Marina. They've got the Apex Cup Championship going on day two. Uh, they'll this is cut day, so they'll cut to ten tomorrow. And uh, but there's uh, only 28 boats fishing in this, 28 anglers. And uh, they've had to qualify for this through a series of events uh, last season. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see how Folsom treats everybody. Wasn't very nice to the locals yesterday, I will tell you that. Oh, that's not a good sign. Locals should do well. That's right. Austin Wilson's leading that tournament after the first day. And uh, a lot of our, our listeners set know Austin because he manages the Sacramento uh, Fisherman's Warehouse store. Kind of comes in handy, doesn't it? Well, it does. You know, apparently that they, they get good information down there. Or he's just been rubbing up to Alan Fong a little bit more often. Well, something's, something's working because I heard the interview and I thought that guy has got a great source of information and I need to put him on our show every now and then talking to us about other things other yeah. than bass too. He does a great job. And, and yeah, I, you know, we talked about him catching unicorns on my show because he actually went to the American River when we had all that rain in January for the opener. And caught steelhead, Sep. So, uh, you know, for all those guys that said there are no steelhead left in the river, Austin proved them wrong. Well, there's steelhead, and they're starting to pop up in places all over the coast right now. Not in the numbers that we would like to see, but they're still around. Well, can't they I, are still around. I know you probably got a couple more shows left this year. Where are you off to next? Uh, let's see. Next will uh, we'll probably be... Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think here, Sep. I've got a trip booked to Springfield uh, that I didn't know about to do some uh, uh, <laughs> online training videos uh, for Bass Pro Shops, but that'll be during the week, so you won't miss me. Uh, I will be, I think, one day up in the Anderson Show, where you and I first met. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be up there for a day, and then I'm going to be at the Sacramento Boat Show. Uh, I will be uh, at the Bassmaster Classic, Knoxville, Tennessee, and then I head down to Long Beach for the uh, for the Long Beach show. Gee, it must be nice being a rep. Uh, you ever fish anymore? I've uh, got a brand-new Ranger in the garage that needs to go get wet. Yeah. I did take John Caulfield to Clear Lake last weekend, and we did catch a few. So Outstanding. He left you right after the radio show and headed out, I reckon. We did. You know, we were we brainstormed during the radio show. We said, let's meet in a couple of hours. I went home, hooked the boat up, and John and I went up to Clear Lake for, uh, for a couple of days and uh, uh, chased some fish around up there. So it was a lot of fun. That's good, good. I'm glad you got out with him. He's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, John and I are old friends, so we had a chance to uh, just catch up, go nostalgia fishing around Clear Lake a little bit. Well, Mr. Brown, take care of the Grover clan and take care of the sales down at the San Diego Boat Show. I'm sure you'll have fun, and I'll see you in the studio next week. I'll be on an, air- I'll be on an airplane sometime tonight, Sep, so we'll yeah, <laughs> be back home. All right, partner, you have a good time, and I'll see you soon. You got it, man. Mr. Kent Brown, the host of Ultimate Bass Radio Show. With some good stuff on bass. Boy, bass fishing is really popping right now. These guys are kicking off tournaments all over the place. Hey, it's time for Get a Clue. Hell, it's past time for Get a Clue. Where's Marilyn? Get a Clue. 
Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. We're still getting clouds and breezes, but trees are beginning to bud and the sun is shining more. Spring is on its way. Water levels have risen in lakes, reservoirs, and rivers. A good thing. However, all this water created hazards and dangerous situations. Think about this as you launch your boat on a ramp that's shorter than the last time you used it. Concentrate and be very careful. When fishing, keep a close eye on your locator and a sharp eye on what's ahead of you. Landmarks and familiar spots appear totally different in higher water conditions. And watch out for mounds and floating logs and debris. And wear a life jacket and make sure everybody in your boat wears one too. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. 
Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? I hope you're having a great morning. Well, today I was going to cover a little bit on turkey season. Turkey season's coming up. It opens March 25th and runs through April 30th. There's also a youth hunt for turkeys on March 18th and 19th and then again in May. So we got those to look forward to. To help you out with your turkey hunting deal, we're going to have some specials on turkey decoys, calls, blinds, all that here in the store. And also, we're going to be running a seminar with Josh from JP Guide Services. And he's going to be going over the how to call, what, where to go, blinds to get into, and all that. So you get, you're ready to get your turkey on your first time out. We're going to have that seminar in Vacaville on March 2nd at 6 o'clock. And then we're going to have it again in Dublin on March 9th at 6 o'clock. In addition to that, you know, uh, Smith & Wesson has really stepped up giving some really good rebates right now. You can get $100 uh, mail-in rebate on uh, ARs and stuff. And we have the uh, M&P 15 Sport here. After rebate, $599.99. Now, I know you're not going to beat that price hardly anywhere. We have a Smith & Wesson Shield 9 in gray, 474 99 after a $75 mail-in rebate. So they're offering all kinds of nice rebates. Some for um, the rifles and that. $100, you get $75 off of M&P $15.22. And you get the $75 off any shields you want. And they're also offering $50 off on J-frames. So that's a heck of a deal. All right? Well, Going to have an ad coming out here for uh, turkeys. They'll come out just around the 1st of March, so you can get some really nice buys of the turkey decoys. And, of course, we'll have specials when Josh is here at the store, so you can pick them up after you get done listening to the seminar. Well, I think that about covers it for today, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the store. Take care. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and we got lots going on in the studio today. I hope you're enjoying what we're throwing out there at you. There's uh, not a lot of people out fishing right now. That's why I'm suggesting if you're close to Homer and you've got a lake near you, give it a shot there. It's just a little cold out there. The fish are a little lethargic right now, but, boy, in these planted lakes like Berryessa, like um, Amador, Comanche, San Pablo Reservoir, 
shadow cliffs. All of these close-to-home reservoirs are heavily planted and offer great opportunities for you, boating or family or from shore or whatever you want to do. So take advantage of these opportunities that are out there. And one of the opportunities is obviously sturgeon fishing. We introduced you to this young man a couple of weeks ago here live on the show, Captain Ricky Acosta. He's out chasing Delta Sturgeon today, and if I can push the right button, we're going to bring him up live. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. How you doing? I'm doing well, Ricky. What are you experiencing out there for Sturgeon this last week or so, and especially what are you experiencing so far this morning? Yeah, so uh, we were, let me get my, my radio off. Um, we are, we're out here right now um, looking around. We're on slack tide. Um, so we're getting ready to start this incoming. Um, I'm just tell you guys where I'm at. I'm at the mouth of Honker, 47.2 degrees is our water temp. So yesterday we were out here and uh, kind of just what you said, the, the water's still on the colder side. Um, some boats had good action. I, uh, I had the bike. Just not really the right ones. A couple soft taps, and if you're not right there, it's real hard to uh, to connect on that fish. So we ended up getting one to the boat and uh, hoping, hoping a day is a lot better. So I had a good group of guys from Reno, and uh, they're eager to catch some fish today, and so am I. I want to catch fish more than them, actually. <laughs> I bet you do. Captain always wants to have those fish on the boat. Hey, you know, one of the things that I recall from sturgeon fishing in the old days is uh, we'd all get out there and we'd be talking and having a beverage of one sort or another or just sucking down coffee out there cold early in the morning. And uh, we're paying more attention to what we're talking about than the classic sturgeon pump that's over in about a half a second if you're not watching your rod tip. Yeah, so that's kind of the, uh, I guess, a stigma on it. You know, you got to keep an eye on it. You're barely going to see it. But uh, once this water temp, you know, by the end of the day today, it's going to be 48.8, 49 degrees and uh, realistically, about 50 degrees is when those fish are going to start just absolutely chewing, and they'll pretty much hook themselves. So uh, once they get out of this lethargic state that they've been in for the last, you know, four to six weeks, um, they're going to be starving. And when they smell our fresh bait, they're just not going to be able to resist it. Well, that's the so that's one. That's your plan. So, have a spread out in front of them. So as that tide is taking all of that scent right into their face, they move up and want to devour it. Exactly. We're going to have all our rods out, and uh, we're basically just going to set up a wall and get our scent trail going and wait for them to find us. And uh, once we get them behind our boat, hopefully they're not leaving and we can uh, just load up on them. You know, Captain Ricky Acosta works out of the Pittsburgh Marina right there, not far from one of my favorite restaurants in the old days, the old New Mecca. I don't even know if the New Mecca is there. Ricky doesn't know either, but I tell you what, if it was open, you'd know it. Everybody and his brother used to eat at that Mexican restaurant. Old Guillermo out there was the owner, and uh, he took very good care of people out there, especially ex-cops. But I'll tell you what, Ricky, the opportunities are all over out there to get into sturgeon. But you choose to go out of the Pittsburgh side of things and intercept those fish over there. Is it because they're closer to that special mothball fleet area that everybody's always talking about that's holding the fish or have they spread out over a greater area now with the more fresh water coming into play yeah so there there's literally fish everywhere i mean i know a couple friends of mine are doing pretty well in the river and uh the guys down here are, are catching fish every day as well so um there's we were down at the bridge yesterday the martinez bridge um there's some fish in the shoe i had a good day in the shoe last week and um, 
you know, Little Cut, Big Cut, Honker Bay, and even around the Pittsburgh area. So basically the uh, the name of the game right now is is find fish on your, your meter and uh, set up on the right ones. If you're not getting the bites, don't waste all day on them. And uh, pull your anchor, don't be lazy, and, and go hunting for them. Yeah, it's you've you got to look for them every now and then, especially if the fish that you identified have moved off. And captains, it's their call. They know how long it should take those fish to move up to them. And if it doesn't happen, they're going to go, oh, let's pick them up, guys, and find another spot. That's generally the way things happen out there. Best offerings, you still using uh, roe as well as a little bit of eel? That is 100% what we're using, uh, eel and roe on the boat today. Well, Ricky, being at the at the Pittsburgh Marinas on the other side of the Delta compared to the Sacramento side of the Delta and everything, how, where do your customers meet you, and what what transpires right then and there when they show up at the dock? Checking licenses and everything, getting all their info logged in your book? Yeah, so uh, they meet me at Pittsburgh Marina. I'll, uh, they'll usually give me a call when they're in the parking lot, and I'll walk up and open the gate for them, check fishing licenses, sturgeon report cards, and then they carry their coolers down with all their beverages and food in it, and uh, we'll get on the boat quick safety speech and uh, instruction on what we'll be doing and uh, we'll untie and head out and I usually go over what the bite's going to look like and everything once we uh, we anchor up. It's, it's a little bit easier that way when I have a weight on the other end of the line and it's it's stuck to the bottom versus trying to explain you know I'll yank on the line a little bit show them what a bite looks like and tell them to set the hook and we'll leave all the other lines out whenever we hook up and just bob and weave the uh the rod that's fighting the fish so we can hopefully get double hookups well you know what how important it is to turn in sturgeon report cards and folks they were all due january 31st you're not in any trouble if you haven't sent it in yet but the department of fish and wildlife is begging for you to send this information in so they can use it in the future all of these guides that we're talking to that are sturgeon fishermen are all working with the department of fish and wildlife and have, are going to be furnishing live, on-the-spot information about exactly what they caught, exactly what they released, and everything that's going on. The techniques, the time of day, they could even have photographs, and it all goes into the central system where the department can analyze what's going on. And they need you anglers out there to fill out these report cards, too. If you went out and didn't catch any or never filled it out, fill it out. Tell them only the truth. Don't BS. Don't try to make yourself a better angler. They need the information so they can better study sturgeon so that we have it for the longevity of the fisheries. And I know, Ricky, you're one of the guys involved in all of this and furnishing information to the department, too. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, Seth. I think uh, the number that I heard when we were in a meeting the other day was they're only getting 30% of report cards reported so you know there's 70 percent of people not turning them in and that's a lot of information so whether you're you're catching them or not it's still important to turn it in and let the department know what's going on so we can better understand this fishery and you can do it simply online all you got to do sign on department of fishing wildlife's website and put down there click on sturgeon report cards and you can fill it out right there and send it off and it's over and done with and you don't have to worry about it and you've helped california get more information on what it takes to keep our sturgeon active, involved, and viable populations out there. Ricky, I appreciate you calling in with us. I hope you and your clients have some great hookups. But before you go, give them the website and the phone number and everything they need so they can climb on board and check out the action with with your company. 
Yeah, so you guys can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Feeding Frenzy Sport Fishing or online at feedingfrenziesportfishing.com. Give me a call. My phone number is 916-214-5074. And uh, I know a lot of people have Monday off of work. I have three open seats for Sturgeon this Monday, February 20th. If you guys want to get out, give me a call or shoot me a text. Give them that phone number one more time, Reggie. 916-214-5074. Captain Ricky Acosta with Feeding Frenzy Guide Service out chasing Delta Sturgeon out of the Pittsburgh Marina area. If you'd like to get on board and have a great time, dial that number right now. Ricky, thanks for sharing with us. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, Seth. Keep your phone on you. I'm going to send you some photos throughout the day, all right? I got it. Just send away, my friend. All right. Take care now. Captain Ricky Acosta, one of our new guys here on the show, along with a guy sitting across the table from me, Big Nate, Big Nate's Guide Service. He's been uh, helping us out on the show for a couple of months now, and we're bringing him into the team as uh, just one of the regulars around here now. Dave Hurley. He's here. You know, every week at near the end of the show, sometimes I have a lot of time, sometimes I have a little. This man is always hooking up with us. The editor of Western Outdoor News, our good friend, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us now. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Nate. You know, I just want to put a plug in for that 60 to 80 demographic. Uh, <laughs> we, we still do fish, butterfly, shad, and you can get shad. Not this time of year, because the... Uh, but uh, it's too cold. But, yes, that's that's still my favorite way. There you have it, folks. We have one confirmed butterfly shad angler still out there. We it's, It may be a dying breed, but, hey, listen, it's, it's a lot of fun. Hey, I, I've look- followed that technique religiously after being taught that by Barry Canavero out in the Delta one day. Well, yeah, I had the best bait fisherman in the Delta teach me, Jay Sorensen, so it was all good. So, Seth, we got, uh, I know we got limited for time, but things are really popping. The lakes are clearing up quite a bit right now. New Malonis has been outstanding for trout. You know, uh, we got the Glory Hole uh, ramp with a dock. Puddle Town's open, but uh, no dock yet, but uh, just troll. But those fish are dropping in the water column, which, uh, you know, they're down to about 20, 25 feet when there's no wind on the surface. And that's, that's kind of the key, no wind on the surface. You get, those fish are going to drop down. And uh, just Rapala's grubs or spoons which is the, seems to be the pattern that everybody's trolling right now. I know you covered Comanche earlier, probably with Nate. You know, Comanche still keeps pumping it out. Party opened. Party opened this week. They've been taking some big fish out of there, mostly from the bank. That's This is the week, the couple next few weeks are the weeks to go bank fishing at Party. When they plant every week, they're going to be planting at least 1,000 pounds. Um, Amador, I heard you covered earlier, still 18.92 cut bow this last week. Holy uh, Toledo. Now, isn't that amazing? Uh, it, it just, there's been several fish over 10 pounds caught this last week, both those golds and those uh, cut bows. It's been an incredible week there. And it's a bank fishing, but now the water's starting to clear up. Uh, Shasta has been a great option. Bullard's Bar for Kokanee. I mean, there's just a lot of things happening right now. Collins Lake is picking up. So there's a many opportunities out there. Don and the Pedro. one thing that's consistent is they're all, you know, less than a thousand feet in elevation. They're all close to home for people and easy to get to and certainly accessible. That's a really good point, Seth. You know, we haven't had rain for a few weeks, so those reservoirs are filling up and uh, the water's clearing up. And uh, the trout are, just like we talked about the sturgeons being uh, going to be hungry, the trout are, are biting right now in every reservoir. So. 
things are looking good on the freshwater scene as far as that goes. And while you're at it, you know, when you talk about uh, really important, what you mentioned about the sturgeon report card, but with this upcoming kokanee season, it's really important that those people use that app to turn in that kokanee information. That's a very underused resource as well. And I know it's all it's real simple. Just get off the water, get on your phone, and turn in the information. It's a great service that's provided by Project Kokanee and Kokanee Power with the department. And it's uh, it's a way of tracking the information. We want to know what we want to put in these lakes so we can keep these fish a viable option for all of us. Well, I think that's a, a great maneuver to do there. And I've got Gary Irk right here live in the studio with me right now. And I said, how do they get into that form? How do they get into the document? Do you have that info? It's real simple. They can just go to the uh, um, uh, either website for Kokanee Power or Project Kokanee. That's it's, uh, it's uh, you see a Bitly there. It's called uh, Bitly Cokes and Kings. Just download that, put it into your, put that app in your phone, and you got it. You know, you got it. You, it's going to take you seconds to do it. And the cool and thing is, once again, here's the public contributing to the fisheries, and you contribute by giving them solid, accurate information. Dave and I had a discussion about. BS information, that just screws everything up. This needs to be only the truth, not an ego report or anything like that. Type it into your phone. It gets transmitted right to the department. They've got that info. We're stepping it up in California slightly with these types of opportunities. Let's take advantage of them as sport fishermen to make sure we've got a fishery in the future. Absolutely. I mean, we have a responsibility, and I think that these, these things are out there. We just need to step up and do it, do our part. And so I don't like to hear anybody complain about, oh, there's so many fish put in Bullard's Bar if you haven't filled out the app. You know, and then you have really nothing to complain about. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, about it. So, well, Sap, as always, I thank you very much for being a part of this show, you know, and hopefully we can contribute to what's going on out there. We've got a lot of things happening, and as anglers, you know, the salmon situation, I'm going to be writing several stories in Western Outdoor News about it, and uh, that's going to be very interesting to see what takes place in the next month. Well, you know, you know we'll be talking about those for sure, and you're right. I got a bail or I'm going to get cut off here. And by the way, folks, go to CIFFI.org. The Kokanee and Inland Chinook Angler Survey is right there. You can find out all you need to know about it. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, I want to thank you for joining us and sharing, and we will talk salmon and that letter from Newsom a whole lot on next week's show. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Take care. Bye now. Wow, we got 15 seconds left. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a good time this morning. I hope you had some good information and that you're planning on getting out of the house and going out and having some fun during these great breaks. My thanks to Nate Kelsch and Gary Erick for joining me in the studio. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.